0: KMTT, Kimitzion Tese Torah. You are listening to the Arab Shabbat program. Arab Shabbat Kodesh, Parshat Lechlecha. Tet, sorry, Yud, Mar The Arab Shabbat program is dedicated to the memory of Shlomo Yosef ben Chaim Shmuel. And you are listening to your host. Jonathan Snowbell. The Yerushabbat program is also dedicated to the bat mitzvah of my niece, Ariella Snowbell, in Toronto. After two, what we might call, international parashiot, which deal with mankind as a whole, Lechacha finally brings us into well, maybe only two partial it's nearly 2,000 years of history, Lechacha brings us into the nationalistic element of the Torah, which of course carries us out throughout most of the Tanakh. Avraham being the father, forefather, of, first forefather of Am Yisrael, we enter the world of Am Yisrael, of Torah and Mitzvot, Went to the world of Brit Milah. And here we are in Parsha Lachlacha, In that sense, a fitting Parsha to be having a bat mitzvah, entering the world of Ki mitzvot, because ultimately the world of Am Yisrael is the world of entering mitzvot, of entering a world of morality, which is certainly the world of Abraham Avinu. In that vein, it is interesting to note that the first mitzvah that Avraham Avinu is indeed commanded is to move to Eretz Yisrael. And this is a worthwhile discussion vis-à-vis the centrality of Eretz Yisrael to our existence as Jews. Because, as we know, the existence of Jews throughout two millennia and continuing today in Galut, has allowed for formulation of ideologies which view Eretz Yisrael as an additional layer, uh, hidur mitzvah, cringe. I hear that formulation, but I'm, I must formulate it like that as I've heard it in the past. Because Torah mitzvah is about learning Torah, it's about keeping Shabbat, the Nida, Yolchot Kashrut, and Eretz is an important thing, it's Makom Kadosh, etc., etc. And yet this Hidur mitzvah, or this added layer, or whatever it is, is the first mitzvah that Abraham Avinu is commanded. And in the backdrop of this commandment, Tavram Avinu, it is a mitzvah which is tied up into sacrifice. And Rashi says on the Pasuk, V'eschala l'goi gado, L'fisha aderech goremet l'shoshadvarim. Going on a long travel causes three, has three ramifications. V'ma'etet priorvia, it lessens the ability of one to have children, it lessens one's wealth, and it lessens one's fame. Therefore, he needs three brachot to offset this problem. He promised him to have children, and to have wealth, and to have a good name. Why is Traveling causes, this. Presumably there's a physical component which is which leads to miut and prayer or vi'ah. The traveling makes one tired, makes one unable to reproduce. tamamon, mm-hmm. traveling can be expensive. Traveling could mean that you're losing your source of income. Memaetetet mm-hmm. in the place that you're from, you're well known, everybody knows you, you come to a new place, nobody knows you, nobody recognizes you, you're not important. And to offset this, God gave... Avraham Avinu III, that he'll have children, he'll have wealth, and he'll have a name. He'll be famous. Interesting that one could have formulated this Rashi ever so slightly different, and said, I don't really know how Eretz Yisrael is gorem, but certainly Eretz Yisrael... In modern times, we could certainly see someone saying "Eretz Yisrael hamamon, et Hashem." Not one and not two people that I know who have had to take significant salary cuts in order to live in Eretz Yisrael, and not one or n- not two people do I know who are big of Rabanim in Eretz in Chutz and they came to Eretz Yisrael. They're another fish in the pond a dime a dozen, whatever other expression you would like to use, which means that they're far less significant here than they were in Chutz Arts. And in this instance, Rashi tells us at least that, and so the Psukim indicate that, Avraham Avinu was given promises, this won't happen to you. But, the mitzvah that, nonetheless, is to fulfill the mitzvah, commitment, commitment, even in the face of personal loss. First mitzvah in the Torah, the first mitzvah that a Jew was, shouldn't say it like that. The first mitzvah that a Jew was commanded. Avram Avinu, he's commanded to go to Eretz Yisrael. He's promised that there won't be a price, but clearly what he sees as a human being, a rational human being, is that there will be a price. Whatever status he has in life now, whatever business connections he'll be leaving behind, he's going to a new world. A new world, new possibilities, no guarantees. And yes, he believes in God, and he puts in trust his trust in God. But he's a human being. And this is a lesson to us as well, on the level of commitment. Commitment means if we believe in something, then we're committed to it. And we're committed to it despite the potential price, despite the potential loss. Because it's expensive to build a sukkah. And it costs money to buy a little of an etrog. And it costs a lot of money to buy a set of tefillin. And certainly if you have more than one son. And for those of of our listeners in North America, I won't uh, pour salt on open wounds, but it costs a heck of a lot of money to send a child today's school and that price is growing and growing all the time and yet we all know that we're committed and none of us who are committed Orthodox Jews hesitate when we buy the Arba Minim and if we see a nice etrog and we like it we're not going to start shopping around we're happy to find a kosher etrog one that we feel confident that we're to the mitzvah with and if we need to build a sukkah and we're having guests So we'll build a bigger sukkah. We won't think about the cost right now. It'll work itself out. And if we're committed Jews, we're going to buy our sons tefillin when they come to the bar mitzvah. And if we're committed Jews, we're going to send our children for a Jewish education, even if it's going to make us have to work very hard for a living to support them. And that's the meaning of commitment. and that's the meaning of the sense of obligation when you know and you feel that you're obligated to do something and you're committed to something you do it, you don't question it and you hope for the best but you have no guarantees we have general guarantees of but on an individual level we all know that we don't have a particular specific promise from God directly to us like Avram Avinu did and we're committed to doing the right thing we don't know what the outcome is going to be but the same has to be true of Eretz Yisrael as well and we shouldn't draw a line where it comes to Jewish day school we should draw the line after Eretz Yisrael here it is God puts it on the table the first the first Jew you want to be a Jew Avram Avinu go to Eretz Yisrael that's the first thing you have to do first thing Avram Avinu has to do before you have a Brit Milah Brit Milah is going to be at the end of partial Lech lecha. we're going to talk about Avraham's Achnasat Orchim. Parshad Vayera, Avram, the savior of his brother, who's in captivity, the middle of parshad Lachma. Avram Avinu, who makes sure that his son gets married to a good Jewish girl, or a good girl at least. Parsha Chayesara. What is the first thing Avram has to do? The first thing, the most basic thing, if I may, he has to go to Eretz Yisrael. And when we're committed, we don't ask questions. We don't scratch our heads. We do, and that's the meaning of commitment. And the more we educate ourselves to that, and the more this is obvious to us, the less difficult it becomes. Because for most of the listeners, it's not a difficult decision to bite, fill their sons bar mitzvah and it's not a difficult decision to buy our and it's not a difficult decision to put up a sukkah and it's even not a difficult decision though it's not easy to pay all that money to send a child to Jewish day school but it's not a difficult decision it's obvious that, that our child should go to a Jewish day school and we'll pay whatever we have to pay and it'll work out and that's what we're committed to. And that's how our attitude has to be towards Eretz Yisrael. If our attitude is anything besides that, anything less than that, then it'll be much more difficult to pull ourselves together and move in that direction. When I moved to Israel, I moved to Israel at a fairly young age, single, not committed to anybody or anything. And I knew that I had to go to Eretz Yisrael, and I just did. And subsequently in life, here about this one making aliyah, that one making aliyah, and this one making aliyah, with this number of children, and that one making aliyah, with that number of children, and and this one making aliyah, with kids at this age, and that age, and this stage of life, and that stage of life, and this career move, and that career move. And somehow, with all of that, and with all that I miss my family who are in Chutz Arts who are celebrating Bat Mitzvah this week, and with all that I think about and I'm aware of some of the things that could have been easier had I stayed in Chutz Arts because it was obvious to me that I'm going to Eretz Yisrael. I just went to Eretz Yisrael, and I figured that things will work themselves out have worked out, they haven't worked out, that's between myself and the Abishter. But the act of moving to Eretz Yisrael, it was a natural act. There was no hesitation, because it was an act of commitment. And when we're committed to something, we do it without much effort. We educate ourselves, this is the ABC then we don't question, we don't hesitate, we just move. We all have that part of ourselves which knows how to do difficult things without any difficulty at all. And those are the parts of our lives which we're committed to and we believe in strongly. Navarma Mavino believed in Eretz Yisrael because God put Eretz Yisrael as the first commandment down on the table. Navar Mavino went to Eretz Yisrael. Alavai, we should be privileged to be committed to Eretz Yisrael something important enough that it was the first thing that God commanded Avraham to do. When we reach that point of commitment and understanding, going to Eretz Yisrael, the first mitzvah that Abraham was commanded, will be a much easier commandment to fulfill for all of us. On the note of Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael here, we started saying V'Tein Talamatar, Leiv Racha. We started praying for the rains, Zain Cheshvan. And a little note, perhaps for the listeners more in Eretz Yisrael, but perhaps for everybody, we have uh, time periods in which, if rain doesn't come within a certain time, we start praying for the for an additional prayer, Nusach Ashkenaz for Ashkenazi. People of the Ashkenazi practice, where we add an extra prayer in Shema Va'anenu Kshamim. It's a time of when there's no rainfall. And we have all these categories as to when it's considered as no rainfall and how much time has to pass from Zion Mark Heshvan. And uh, I just like to state my personal opinion that in Eretz Yisrael we're in dire straits for rain. Been, been several years, or we haven't had a great rainfall, and the is one of its lowest points in recorded history, if not its lowest point in recorded history. And I don't think we have the option to wait and to be patient to wait and see if there's going to be an here I mean, coming before we get our acts together and start praying. I think we have to take the bull by the horn and beg God for rain we have to start saying va'aneinu in our tefillot already now because if God sees that we're relaxed then He could be relaxed too and perhaps if God sees how important this is to us and how much it means to us perhaps, perhaps we can move something and God will move the clouds in a way that He will give us the rain that's necessary to fill up the Kinneret to let the Kinneret overflow into the Jordan River and fill up the Yama as well Halavai, Shabbat Shalom, and Mazal Tov to Snowbell on her bat mitzvah.